Health Record Plexus Carcinoma in parentheses. Stay tuned is helping us put away our fears. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for breast cancer. Yes, the best chance. I don't have to worry that how much is that bag of fluids going to cost me? Can I afford it to save my breast? Donations, they're paying for me to live every day with my son, stress-free, and enjoy every day with him. I wish there was a word bigger than thank you, more close to the heart, because thank you is not enough. They've given me hope. They've given me life. You're not a dish. You're a man. Most name brand bars and body washes you rub on your skin are classified by the FDA as synthetic detergents. Mm. Not even real soap. Stop marinating your man meat and unholy ingredients that are harmful to your well-being, body, and sperm count. Start treating... <laughs> Rubber, told her I was going whatever. People lying to cover, mine in the gutter. Ain't nobody perfect, we try to get better. Fucking brother, she was better than a fluff, lighter than a feather on ruffle. Must have been time for some comeuppance. Imagination was a bum's puppet. After all is said and done, fuck it. Overqualified under budget. Pumper than a pumpkin, rough shit. Spill guts when it got butt hurt. And all the bitches say what a jerk when it was burned. Fuck it. Hate him, I love him. Pull out something fresh, baked from the Ballard. oven. Sound intense, presently resigning, hence leaning off of ether. Pieces of earth between these sneakers. Look a drink, could have peed a leader. Speaker frequently bumping. That track should have been a heater. Raise the bass in the tweeter. Insinuating character limitations. Take a libation and I'll catch you later. Piece of cake, nigga, how many layers? Lost friends and went all in. Final call, see what you all spent. Nigga flip like the Borgans.
unceasing shamelessness, same essence. Hearing the challenge in the spiritual battle, grow weary and fearing me rather. Much talk, it appears we need action, nigga, chill, what is with you? Calm, Madeline, all brown under the swimsuit issue. Prequel to the sequel, stupid energy of youth. CEO said he was too cerebral. Brother occasionally quiet, but ain't meek though. Never learn to hold back, kids is all sound the same and the flow's whack. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. 
It's an acronym. Our show is called Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Give me an L. Give me a W. L. What is that? W. L. Give me an F. A. L. F. Give me an L. L. O. So actually, we're just going to watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time, and it just really floats your boat. We would love it for you to subscribe to our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, give me an L. L. Give me a W. Give me a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, damn it. That's the second time. Didn't I tell you the rules? I have to start all over. Listen, the reason the multiple for me is that the first time it's... All right, anyway. So what we were going to do is that you're going to listen to the podcast and watch a movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching The Jerk 2. It is The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, 1984, in parentheses. We like... Oh, I never... Yeah. We like the publisher Deranged Visions. If you search for The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, you will find Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984, publisher Deranged Visions, or, or channel, I should say. Well, that channel is terrific. This guy really loves movies, and uh, I do see a couple of YouTube channels where not only do they put as many movies as possible, but they kind of make them a matinee because they'll show, you know, they'll post in a certain time. Uh -huh. So this guy, if you have a couple of movies, check out his uh, the videos on his channel. They're fantastic. Uh, you know what? I'm going to subscribe right now. Click. Wow. It's a loud mouth, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll say. Hey, Carl, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to uh, go ahead and click the link, Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984, from our dear friends, Deranged Visions. Hit pause. Once you get to it, move that slider to the left so you're at zero, zero, zero. We also want you to subscribe to our Twitter feed, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Hello, and done. Join us on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. And... Uh, that's, I think that's all the promo I got. We Oh, I should mention, if you don't have the patience to wait for this to drop every Sunday afternoon, evening, on uh, your podcast feed, listen to it first. This show streams first on mutinyradio.fm, thanks to the greatest station manager yes. in the world, Bam Gen uh, Benjamin. And we want you to, before we start the movie, this is our only ad, go to Venmo. And donate money to Meet Me Radio at Meet Me Radio. Okay, so uh, normally uh, I'm actually very excited to bring up uh, a gentleman who will count down. Uh, yeah, Countdown King himself, the maestro of descending numerals. When it comes to multiples of three, he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Paul Brumbaugh, host of the show before us. Paul's not here right now, but will you please welcome in his place the Paul Brumbach. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbach. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumbach. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbach. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals. The Countdown King himself. 
Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Very excited. Wow, it just go, kicks right off into the credits. Because it's TV. It was the old TV. I know. I saw this in 84. This was kind of a special thing. Look at all the stars. Ray Winston, that weird kooky guy. <laughs> now, doesn't he look like the guy, our friend from the Annihilators, Bud the Chud? Yeah, he does look like Bud the Chud a bit. But Like if Marty Feldman yeah. and Bud the Chud had a baby. I saw Bud the Chud on the TV pilot for the television version of Blazing Saddles that came out in 1974. Garrett, whatever his name is. So he's been he's been no stranger on television. This was a weird thing. This is one. I I don't really see this happen that as much. Even though we live in a streaming world where movies become TV series. Yes. This is a direct sequel that premiered on television. Right. It's not really a sequel. It's like a reworking of the jerk. It's like a different story. And it was executive produced by Steve Martin. Well, what does that mean? It means he was looking to make a TV, you know, just make some money off of a concept. He didn't have to do anything, you know. And I just want to say that the the song, you know, the theme song, who's that guy who wrote Short People Got No Reason? Oh. Yeah. My dad, Randy Spiegelman. He was big for a short time, and what they were trying to do is bite off that fame by making a song that really sounds like he wrote it. Oh, come on. There must have been another L.A. white guy like Granny Newman. I love L.A. We love it. You're, I'm, I'm being ironic. Don't take it at face value. <laughs> now, this is Navin Johnson, just like the original movie, and he is so dumb – He'll believe anything, and that's what these kids outside the window were saying. They had He was collecting eggs and thanking each chicken individually, and they did a painted softball. And he's like, you won't believe uh, the egg that just came out of here. And they, they put it, you know. Now they're spinning a story about the bull, this horrible bull, and how he has nasal congestion, and would you please go blow his nose? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm only laughing because I fell for that once, you know, and I was in Newark, which is the worst part. Now, unbelievable about this movie is that he would be so dumb. Now, Steve Martin, he pulled it off. Yeah. But this guy is just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Why do you think Steve Martin pulled it off in The Jerk? He pulled it. He pulled a lot in the jerk. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> jerk off. Uh, he was what? believable as what a dummy, you, you know. Um, what's a good example? Like the butler comes and says, "There are people from charities here," and he's like, "No, send them away. There's mu- many people much more deserving than me." And he goes, "No, yeah. sir. They want you to give money." And Steve Martin, like he thinks about it, he goes, "Oh." Okay, like it's believable he's that dumb. This guy doesn't pull it off like Steve did. Gotcha. Also, Steve didn't hang out with children. The Nathan that I know from the theater would not befriend children. 
Well, there was that one child Bernadette Peters was uh, being the babysitter for. Right, I guess so. Okay, so what? Okay. That's right. I think this guy is Harold, his brother, and we know him from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, right, Lamont. Yeah, um, Chalk Cinema, which we saw in the movie Grindhouse, is one of the uh, movie uh, magazines at the at the Big Red or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, had a great interview with him, and he talked about all of his uh, uh, films. Hero is not a, a hero is another word for sandwich or uh -huh. or something like that. Space. That was interesting. It's the Karate Kid. Yeah. His name's Larry B. Scott, and he really is only here in the beginning. Well, he was making he was making some some stardom with Revenge of the Nerds back then, right? Yep. I mean, that was '83. Now, what we learned with the bull is that Naven is very good with animals. Like hostile animals will not attack him. That's what we learned, and that'll play out throughout the movies. Now we're going to learn that he's really good at cards, shuffling them and. Like it's right, like, now, uh, Steve Martin. He was like, um, "There's one card missing from the deck." He goes, "Well, what card is it?" And he flips through them and he goes, "Ace of Diamonds," and his father produces it. Ah, that's pretty good. You think these are stunt hands? Yes, I definitely think these are stunt hands. Look at that shuffling! All right, the queen's in that pile. Fuck. <laughs> You know, the, the trick to three-card Monty is that you're eventually going to win. You just keep losing, and then, you you, you know, you let it ride. Oh. And then eventually you'll pick the queen. Yeah. That is sound advice. Here, allow, me, allow me to demonstrate. Now, there was a guy on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood who was Mr. McFeely, the delivery person. And this guy's trying to be Mr. McFeely. Right. He's even, you know, putting on his affect and everything. Right. Well, Pepper's Farm remembers. <laughs> exactly. Now, he just kissed him on the cheek, by the way. He was waiting for right. a letter from his pen pal. Now, he's been pen pals with this girl since the sixth grade. She's out in California. God, this is too much plot. Already, this movie is just like firing at full cylinders. Yes. You know, one, one, one thing about the jerk is that it, it does it does walk a very thin line between just outrageous and offensive. And, you know, the opening family bit, I don't think – it's not a question that it can't be done today. I don't think anyone could pull it off. Like, they, they pulled it off, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's worth to see – yeah. There's talented actors out there that could be – like, uh, remember that guy we like who was – um. Corey something pet detective. No, that wasn't it. Oh, uh, yeah. Jim Carrey? Love no, him. No, um... Not as Jim Carrey could have pulled it off in his, uh, when he started. Um... Yeah. But, uh, there, there's actors out there that could do it. This guy cannot do it. This guy was famous for being on Fridays, if you remember that show. Well, Yes, which, by the way, if you are a streaming Meister, you can watch it. You can get Tubi, T-U-B-I, or Pluto. I think it's one, Tubi or Pluto. Uh -huh. They have the complete season of Fridays. And I watched them on a great episode. 
So, as you know, Fridays was a ripoff of Saturday Night Live, and it had Larry, That's true. David, That's fair. and it had Michael Richards, and it was a Los Angeles version. So they aired it live at 8.30 p.m. Los Angeles time, mm-hmm. and us little kids in the East Coast saw it live at 11.30. I, Andy Kaufman showed up, and he broke character, and he got angry, and he got into a fight with Michael Richards on the stage, and uh, they were no one was informed that he was going to do it. And it was a big deal, and it's in the movie Man on the Moon. But what is very little known is that Andy Kaufman returned to Fridays and on the opening of the third season, which is available on TV. I keep bringing this up because The Jerk 2 was on it, and The oh. Jerk 2 played a a druggist, a, a pharmacist right. who's kind of coughing pills. Yeah, and he's screaming, he's yelling at the Space Invaders machine, and he's like, you know, Michael Richards shows up in drag, and he's going nuts. It ends. There's a commercial break, and Andy Kaufman comes out to present the musical guest, The Pretenders. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, before I bring him up, I just want to talk about that last sketch. Uh, drugs are bad. They're a crutch. You know, they numb the pain. And he proceeds to talk about drugs, uh, the dangers of drugs, and how that sketch was wrong so long that they had they never got to The Pretenders. They had to cut to a commercial. Oh, boy, that Andy Kaufman. Somebody yells. He goes, someone goes, rock and roll. He goes, yeah, I know, it's entertainment, but I just want to be clear that, you know, drugs are not good. So, yeah, Andy Kaufman. And then the pretenders, so my brother and I saw that back in 1980 or whenever it aired, and uh, we thought it was the police, to be honest with you, but uh, we were shocked. And no one really brings up that stunt he did. I watched the rest of the episode, and the pretenders show up and perform four times, so don't worry about the pretenders. And Andy Kaufman, that was about it. You know, he he pretended he was married, he was born again, and he married a, a gospel singer, and they sang a song together. But yeah, that guy was the dr- the pharmacist. Oh, so they're reenacting the racist parts in uh, the jerk one right now. Okay, so that's really interesting. You say that you call it racist, but I don't know. I think he was trying to make a joke, like I was born a poor black child. Obviously, he wasn't. He's right. a white person. So that's the joke. I'm not so, sure why it's racist. Right. But well, no, that's the thing. The, the reason why I think it's so good is that he, he commits to the joke. You know, he actually, you know, the joke is, is in front of us. And that whole speech that the father gives about the difference between shit and Shinola yeah. and then he steps in the shit is classic. Yeah. And that's really funny. And then, yeah. It's just believable. You know, if Na- if our Naven here had done it, um, his name's Mark, by the way. He would have exaggeratedly stepped in the poop. You know what I mean? Like, but they wouldn't show it on TV, or they make a sound effect. What's really TV. weird about race in this movie? They don't say it directly. He never says, "I was born a poor black child." Later in the script, he's going to show a picture of his family. He's going to get kicked out of a place for it, but they never talk about why. Interesting. Well, it's. TV, I guess. Yeah. They really, they probably brought it up just because it was in the movie. But now his name is Mark Blankfield, um, and he was in the Incredible Shrinking Woman. You know that one. Um, yeah, I like that one. Really. He was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, but who wasn't? Um, and you know how he was on Fridays. Yes, um, that's probably where I came from. Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, 
Dracula dead and loving it. I mean, he did his stint. You know, he had his fame, but it pretty much went away in the 80s. He did go on to be unlike. He made an appearance in Night Court uh, on the Jamie Foxx show. He made an appearance on Saved by the Bell. Uh, he was on in Arrested Development, which is about the coolest thing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm rewatching it. Yeah. So, so I'll, 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 I'll keep a lookout. We missed. Uh, okay, let's see. What's her name? It's gosh, we missed a famous actress. Um, who who was in Bullworth? Who was in? Eh, it's too late. She's passed now. But uh... oh, I'm sorry to hear my condolences. <laughs> she did die. She died in 2001. Her name's Helen Martin, and she's known for Repo Man in '84 and Death Wish in '74, oh. and she was in House Party Two, and she was in Doctor Hollywood. She's just always like the older um, <laughs> grandma type black lady. Uh, she's pretty much a stereotype, but but I like her. She's she's um she always plays yeah. her role well. By the way, this turkey leg never acted again. This yeah. is it. It got eaten that day. Okay, so <laughs> the big comedic point here is Naven wants to know which track will take him to L.A. And so when he finds out, he starts walking the track. Ah. Uh, ha ha ha. See, the thing is, you see how he does it all happy, and I'm proud, and I'm walking. Steve Martin would do it like, like, well, I finally found the track. I don't know. It's believable. <clears throat> all right, now we're hearing a bunch of music played by some hobos, and Naven will be curious about that and go over and try to listen to the music. Hobo to go. Yeah. I bring a cassette. We'll I guess. Ray Oh yes, Ray Walston, who's a who's a, Who a, fan of, a a part of this show from Kiss Me Stupid. Remember Dean Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was terrific in that. I, I was just trying to think good. of one movie like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Was that around '84 when this came out? Um, he was in Fast Times in Ridgemont High. Wow, look at him go. Nathan's rocking. It's not jumping out at me what year that was. Here it is, 1982. And he was on seven episodes yeah. of Fast Times, the TV series. Mr. Hand. Yeah, right. We also know him from this show from O.C. and Stiggs. Yeah, that's right. He's good in O.C. and Stiggs. And he's our Star Trek connector. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I'm going to play the audio because yeah, this is a funny gag, okay? okay? I'm all ears. He goes, what you got in the basket? And so Naven starts listing all the food, and they start eating it. And he goes, that's my mom's bit, was my mom's biscuits. Ah, he's still listing them, huh? Wow. Here this we go, here's a joke. Uh, that's uh, fish pie by chicken. Uh, that was my surprise. 
See, he never like gets mad or hey, that's mine. He always rolls with it. Right. Now, I thought this guy on the right was Lamont from Sanford and Son, but it's not. No. Any more food in there? So no, but now I ate it all. But now they're like, "What do you got in the um, briefcase?" And he just lists like clothes and stuff. But then he says cards. He goes, "We uh, play." You know, do you guys play cards? He goes, "Oh, we've been known to play, but we play for money." And uh, he goes, "I got money because his father gave him money." He's so stupid, but he's winning. He's winning every hand. I don't remember that in the first one. He never really gambled. That's right. This one, it's like Rain Man. Yeah. Oh, but look, he's giving the money back. Well, he goes, we can't play no more. We got no more money. He goes, whoa, that's because I got all the money. Here you go. My favorite is when you play cards with someone who just does not want to play. And they, like, burn through their money. And they're like, okay, I'm done. And they get on their phone. They're like, no, hey, come join us. We want you on the table. No, done. Come on, here, I'll throw you five bucks. Here, I got you five bucks of chips. I'll stick uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I like the guys who lose their money and then keep playing. They're, they're the best. <laughs> they start taking the rings off. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. It's like uh, the problem of being in the 21st century is you don't have a watch on your wrist, so you can't be like, "All right, I'm yeah, gonna hop okay. the watch." You gotta leave your Go daughter to the as a marker. Yeah, right. You show up with like old timey things, like a wristwatch and like a, a glass case. You'd be like, "Okay, I'll, I'll throw in my glass case." Okay. Uh-oh. Suddenly they hear the train coming, and they're like, "It's the special. It's early." So they're all scrambling. So he's like, come on, kid. You want to go see your pen pal in Los Angeles? I didn't really set that up because uh, you said, oh, my God, plot, right? So let me just give you that plot. Yeah. The pen no, no, pal said she, she, the surprise news that she was getting married, um, and she invited Naven to the wedding. And so that's what this is about. He's trying to go see Marie in Los Angeles. Her name's Marie Van Buren, and she's a woman of wealth, you know, wealthy family, and she's going to marry, like, the Count of Serbia. Listen, I knew she was rich when you said her name had a Vaughn in it. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're not rich, I mean, when I was rich, I I was Michael Von Spiegelman for a while, just so people knew. Like that director, right? Oh my God, Joseph Ed uh, yeah. Sternberg! I still have the, the the DVD box set. I checked that from the library back in uh, February. That makes sense. Yeah, they held on to it. Says the library. Yeah, right. When no, things pass, hold on. Unless you, they, yeah, unless well, they actually did. Move. You sneeze. They locked all the boxes. Really? I don't want this shit. Yeah. I guess I'll watch it again. It's so funny. Like I go to the library like three times a week, and uh, I'll just rent whatever I can, watch it, and return it. And now I have it, so it's like, well, I could, you know, take my time and rewatch it again, and it's not worth it. Uh oh, things are bad. Nathan's on the roof. 
Well, they ditched him, you see. They said, throw on your suitcase. They knew the money was on there. And then they pretended that they couldn't reach him. And he's like, oh, guys, looks like we all made it. You know, he's so stupid. So now the we're learning that uh, Diesel, you know, Diesel, our friend Ray Walston, Diesel is going to yeah. meet up with the guys later in Los Angeles because he's going to take Navin for a little tour to a guy named Suicide's Poker Game, and which uh, they're going to put him on Easy Street. So he gives him all the money. He just wants enough money to stake Naven. Now, deer don't come up to you, and Naven is feeding deer. Naven has this thing with animals. They just love him. Huh. Well, yeah, they probably saw the movie, and they said they were hysterical. Huh. I, here, you could, feed, you could feed us, Mr. Martin. We loved you in the first movie. <laughs> they think it's Steve Martin. <laughs> Now, that was like Steve Martin and Carl Reiner made a string of fantastically great comedies. And then they uh, they went their ways. Yeah, yeah. It was a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. And it produced a sequel. Now, that guy's I'm, face, I'm, I first recognized – that's suicide. But I recognized him because he was in um, that movie with um, – oh, gosh – we saw him last time. Who's who's you, the guy from Police Academy who we saw in Burglar? Oh, right. Uh, G.W. Bailey. G.W. Bailey, right. Do you remember the Frisco Kid? Yeah, yeah uh, with Gene Wilder. Right. This guy was one of the bad guys the, that killed – remember they stole his Torah? And, no, not the Torah. They, like, robbed him. And then when he got to San Francisco, he had a um, he had a shootout with them in the street. Remember? Barely. I've seen that movie a couple times too. He was. That's why I recognized his face. Now he was in Rumblefish, uh, which was okay. He was in lots of TV. He was any which way you can. Um, so you might recognize his face there. Yeah, I guess I would. I just don't recognize any of the roles. Like I, maybe he acts so well that I just don't re remember him. And this guy is tripping me out because he looks like my buddy Charles Ezell. So getting a little jazz flashback watching this movie. This this guy, this is Suicide uh, himself. He was in the Frisco Kid. He was the guy. Yeah, no, no his buddy there with the, the mouth breather with the beard. Oh, I think okay. he's, he's yeah, after the table for some reason. He's not in the table anymore. They they swapped out. Continuity. Oh, there's Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no, she she was an actress, and she's she was in stuff. It just wasn't appealing to me. I didn't even write it down. Gotcha. Yeah, what's, he looks like he looks a little like Mickey Burke. What's going on here is, you know. Diesel, you're back. And he goes, well, sit down. He goes, no, no, I learned my lesson with you, suicide. I'm staking Navin. Uh -huh. So it's weird how he keeps bumping into card games in this movie. Right. He goes, well, no, he, he got brought there by Ray, you know, by Diesel, yeah. uh, specifically to beat them. 
So here we see like the passing of time, and of course Naven is winning. I'll put on a little audio here because he laughs. What do you think they're playing? They're not playing Hold'em, right? They're if this movie was made... Uh, or, yeah, but poker back in the day was like five-card draw, right? The Cincinnati kid, they were playing five-card five stud, which which, I, which is one of the reasons why I love that movie. But they're playing, they're playing like just regular old poker, but everyone now plays Hold'em. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em got popular recently. You're right. No. Poker is always a game in which you have your best five cards, and right. there's you you could be dealt dealt seven, it could be five, you could draw once, twice, no draw. You know, it's always a combination. Yeah. Of, uh, Texas Hold'em is really was, different from the betting. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em. I mean, it's I guess it was easier to play online, but it became a standard, and with the tournaments and a lot of money, that's right. kind of the, the standard. And uh, but you know, people will play kitchen games where it's dealer's choice, and the dealer will say, "We'll play Hold'em, or we'll play five card draw, mm -hmm. or we'll play like the variations Omaha, whatever, Utah, you know, shit like that." Now this guy looks like Stacy Keach. So it's just funny that, like, it used to be for shorthand for poker, it was always five-card draw, you know. And, like, Cincinnati Kid was five-card stud, which is a really hardcore game. But now well, it's always, like, you just get your five rounders. cards. That's it. Let's bet. Yeah, but that one card, of that one face-down card can change everything. Yes. You bet five times, you know. Oh, it, maybe I'm of, wrong. More... Uh, I thought stud was uh... – I mean, you bet, but you don't – Okay, so you get to reveal one card at a time. Is that how that works? For five-card stud, yeah. So you get one down and one up, and then you bet. And then there's three more rounds of betting as the other three cards are faced up. Uh, and, you know, you can look at people's cards and go, yeah, unless he gets another king, he's fucked. You know, right. or this guy has an inside straight, which is even more fuckable. But, you know, in seven-card stud, it's two down and one up. So you have a – and you can pick the five out of seven. So it's a little more, you know, lenient. Oh, not even in his face. Yeah. Man, that's suicide. That is suicide. Yeah, you're right. You've seen this before. That is suicide. That's suicide. Does not get cake in that biker? That's suicide. So okay, quick. Ray knock over the bike. colors, and he's basically abandoning Maven. But Maven's following him. Yeah. Now, the... Um, the poker mall there. She likes Nathan, yeah. you know. Don't hurt him. Yeah. So she's going to come to his oh, yeah. rescue. Maybe she's an animal in, real, in a past life. And that's why she has such you know. a kinship with... Uh... Yeah. Now, while I was watching What's this it? film the first time, I really thought yeah. that she was going to become his girlfriend. Because that's the way the script was leaning, but that's not what happened at all. Because this is TV, right. and it's sort of like how you describe the dream, 
It starts at the beginning and it goes to the end. Now, it does wrap itself up. It does have a respectable Act 3. But all this stuff leading up to it is haphazard and random. Right. Well, I mean, it's a... It's a do you think they made this movie in hopes to make this a TV show? Absolutely. And like now, the internet doesn't know a thing about this movie. It just says, what are you talking about, The Jerk 2? I can tell you some stuff about it, but it never even speaks about that. I tried to find interviews. I looked up Steve Martin as executive producer. It, the internet right. doesn't want to tell you anything. It says that it was on channel – it was tonight at 8 on channel 4. Um, I believe well, that I... they were seeking of television studios and this uh, – television series, and this was like a telemovie to act as the pilot for a series, The Jerk. Well, that makes sense. But what would he do every week? Like drop the dishes every week? I this guess. Tuesday, David drops the dishes again. David! That's right. Nathan. So this pretty much just died, and it did end up on a DVD release of The Jerk. that You, get, you buy The Jerk and The Jerk 2. You know, a, what a bargain. Thing. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> all that really happened with this film. Well, it was a double-sided DVD where both sides had a movie on it. <laughs> and for the jerk, too, it says, put coffee on here. Yeah. Use this double-S coaster. Double-S yeah. coaster. <laughs> DVDs are so much better as coasters because, you know, VHS takes up most of your coffee table. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Although, he's going to get pushed off of – oh, he's dead. He is dead. But no, this is another thing that you either like or don't like. I don't know. In a movie world, right, he just coincidentally falls right where Ray is. And Ray's right. like, I told you I'd yeah, go um, to Los Angeles, didn't I? I think the most notorious one was Hudson Hawk, mm -hmm. where he falls off a building goes through an awning, hits the sidewalk, goes through the sidewalk, and lands on a couch inside an apartment building <laughs> yeah. where the villains are. Where the villains are. Yes. Yeah, that's our that's the movie rule we always talk about. You only have six characters in your universe. So if you're going to fall off a, a, a building, uh, fall off a bridge, you're going to land in a, a haste truck with uh, Ray Winstone. Right, with. exactly. Who's playing at the Las Vegas? Let's see who's there. I would pause it and check it out. So Ooh, here Ray we Sanford have our, um, uh, you know, it, it, he, it's the, tip, yeah, the typical taking him to Vegas, and he's sort of like a savant. You know, I'm surprised that you don't see Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman here. So Ray is going right, to make Jack his Hoffman. fortune with uh, Naven's poker-playing abilities. That was my favorite part of The Hangover. One of my favorite parts of that, the first movie, is that they take Zach Galifianakis to the casino knowing that he's going to rain man and, and win the money. Right. It was just like, yeah, but he's going to rain man it, and he does. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. It was like the fastest joke I've ever seen. They just went right. They, they, their multiple of three was more multiple of one and a half. They I'll put on some fourth. audio because he says some – watch, he's going to annoy this patron. Watch this. 
So now he gets his own coin. You know what's going to happen, right? Yes. Oh, I bet that he's not going to win the jackpot. Right. You can take my offer. Wait. <laughs> jackpot, jackpot, yeah, jackpot. Like, Damn it, three jackpots in a row. So he thinks he's in trouble, right? And when he goes yeah. up to Ray, Ray goes, sounds like somebody broke the bank. And he's like, it's broken. Oh, things are rough all over. So he just leaves off. God, I wonder how many. The dummy. I wonder how many clothes that guy took from the Friday's set to, to make it through this movie. Yeah. Let's see. This was 84, probably shot in 83. I wish I could tell you because the internet won't tell me anything. Friday's was what? 80? Fridays, Fridays was like during that uh, terrible year of Saturday Night Live, 1980. Like once the season ended, they said, uh, everything's up for grabs. We'll just do our own. Yeah. And we'll shoot it in Los Angeles. And it lasted three seasons. It shot the fuck out of me. It, oh, it wasn't one season. It was three seasons? Three fucking seasons. Now, they did... Yeah, if you have the opportunity... Poker, they've been invited to a private poker game. And another friend of the really? show will open the door. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. It better be Garrett Griff. It better be Bud the Chud, too. Oh, hello. It's it's Jimmy J.J. Walker from uh, Concord Airplane uh, Airport 79. Right. He goes, he, he thinks he's being recognized. Wait, is he playing himself? Yes, he is. And he goes, you know who you look like? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. And he goes, my brother Harold from Hendersonville. Well, how weird. Quick. Name another movie where Jimmy J.J. Walker plays himself, and you've seen it. I recommended it to you, and you hated me for, for saying I should watch it. Charles uh, Robert De Niro. The comedian. Remember? He's like, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Well, terrible. It's going all right, Bob. Now, wait. i got to interrupt you because we're going to see a lot of stars right now. All right. Rita Morana. Martin Law, well, he's out. He looked at all his rings are gone, Jimmy. So, as I told you, I looked up Steve Martin as an executive producer, and his he had a situation yes. comedy called Domestic Life starring Martin Mull that premiered on Channel 2. And I wonder if that's why he was in this film, because Steve Martin produced it. What a stretch. I also think that if they shot – well, this wasn't – I'm sure the exteriors were shot in Las Vegas. This looks like L.A., and the interiors must have been L.A. Mm -hmm. so they must have just called up Mark and walked down the street and did it. Now, he was also in O.C. and Stiggs, another reference to uh, – Yeah. Yeah. Look, I like how Chinatown has, like, the, the Chinatown font. The China Dragon. The racist Chinatown font. Well, no, you know, it's, it, I guess that's what uh, you see all the time in Chinatown. What was that about? He just they, showed up and... He finally met up with his friend like he promised. And, um, you know, he's he told him, just give me enough money to stake the kid and we'll meet you in L.A. And that's what's happening. So gotcha. Ray is rich, 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 rich off the back of Naven. And Naven is so naive he doesn't even understand that. 
He's got this rich uh, uh, car, and he, he drops him off here and says, I'll be at the plaza suite. You know, we, we get surprised that it's like a rich house. You know, this is his pen pal. Oh, yeah, he's trucking rich. Oh, like I hope oh, my diesel must be like luck, thanking his lucky stars. It's the presidential suite at the Winchester Arms Hotel. So now he knows where Ray will be, and that's important for our plot. Okay, I'm glad we talked about it. Is this the end of Ray Winstone's look? He, he knocked that guy's we cigar. We think it is. Now watch. I'll be back. Ray gives him money. And then his friend goes, he's, who's from the West Indies, he goes, I never seen you give nobody man, any money, man. And he goes, it's not, Navis just, just anybody. I'll play it. Uh, it isn't exactly think, touching, I, but. Yeah. So he genuinely likes Naven, but the thing is, yeah, he made him rich. Yeah. So uh, poor Naven knocked on the gate. Dumb stuff. Now look, fierce yeah. Doberman pinchers. Fierce Doberman pinchers. But you said Naven is a uh, friend to animals. Oh, they're like, oh, it's you, Naven. We're from, we like you. The deer in the forest told us about you. All right, look at that. <laughs> You're such a pretty girl. Yes, you are. So he's a jerk because he's good at cards and uh, dogs like him. Yeah, you okay. see, Steve Martin's right. jerk never had these special abilities. Yeah. Sure, he could fly <laughs> in my mind. You know, one of the movies, uh, and I think it's still on YouTube, I talked about it on my brother's podcast, Proudly Be Bent, is Hardly Working. Remember Jerry Lewis is hardly working. Came out in yeah, 1979. I do. So the advertising, the advertising says he's the original jerk, and there's a scene uh -huh. where uh, he's because and it was like you know he pretends he's a, uh, a Benihana chef with the with the teeth. Right. And uh, one of the things he does is he gets a job at the gas station, and. You remember the scene in the gas station and the jerk with the cans, right? Yes. Where the can, where the, oh, he, yeah. So in the jerk, he just knocks over the cans. Well, he goes, and he the jerk and hardly can. Oh, oh. He these cans. Classic, right? So in the Jerry Lewis version, Jerry keeps knocking over the, the big pile of cans in the store mm -hmm. while the boss is just going. Yeah, frustrated. Yeah, so, you know, it's two different styles of comedy, but... Again, the jerk, the jerk does some amazing stuff. That movie is, I don't know, I just, I like that film so much. It's really terrific. So they think he's the help. He's like, sure, I'll help. And then, so now he's like a waiter at this fancy buffet. Look at this. So who? This is me when I bank with waiters. So, yeah, so. Here, let me put my finger on this. So th this uh, guy, Snotty, goes, are you planning to share those? And Naven's like, of course, I couldn't eat all these myself. <laughs> now he <laughs> sees <laughs> Marie, his pen pal. Oh, where? 
she's well we'll see her step up in a minute she's gonna marry this count uh he is french canadian this guy he's totally french canadian he was really um a a, a soap opera star all my children loving um great his name is count marco in the film and he's jean leclerc there's marie the daughter wow and that's your father, right? She's not marrying yeah. that guy. Oh, no. And he's got no he credits jerk. besides this film. You know what the real jerky thing to do is to start stripping on the fruit and laying your ass in the punch bowl on the, that's t- on right. the table. Yeah. I When that happened, I dropped my monocle. <laughs> now uh, we have a dreamy, like, you made it! She's so happy. That little Vaseline on the... Thank you, director, for hitting us over the head. Now, this director, he's he did Cooley High in '75. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Well, so he's Crush Groove. Crush Groove. I like Crush Groove too. And here's my favorite. This director, his name is Michael Schultz. He did Car Wash '76. He did Cooley High Car Wash and Crush Groove, and yeah. he's now reduced to being the jerk, too. Right, reduced. Yep. He needs, like, a, 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 a Medal of Honor, man. Those, those movies are great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now the butler, mm-hmm. right? Naven keeps on saying stupid things, and the butler thinks that he's on purpose making hilarious jokes. Oh. Oh, we get to see a naked Naven in the shower. Well, he's wearing a kilt. Uh, they're called towels, Carl. Oh. American brown. It's not a Scottish thing. I don't want to wear right. the towel. I was thinking of Sir Billy's towel, the kilt. <laughs> we are just mentioning all the films that we've watched before. Well, Sir Billy was a film show. So You're with movie. us. We'll never broadcast that episode. It was just such a bad movie. Yeah. I don't think Steve Martin had anything to do with this movie other than he got an executive producer credit and probably some money for this. Agree. Agree. And I scoured the internet. You know, you go on a Google search. I was like on page 14, page 15. Give me something, internet. Yeah, but the problem is this is not a unique title, right? You type in the jerk too, and you get like, let me jerk you off too. Or, you know, like that jerk. No, I put in the jerk too, 1984, and I got references to this movie. But, I mean, IMDB and Wikipedia, when they laugh at your movie, you know nothing's going on. Right. You know, I think Shock Cinema might have talked about this film. I mean, I may have read about it, but I, I saw it when it came out. Uh, my brother and I watched it on TV really? back in '84. Yeah, so this is—I mean, this is a nostalgic trip for me because I remember it was like a big deal. You know, TV movies of the week, movie of the week on TV sometimes was a big deal. You know, you got to see Animal House. Mm-hmm. It was edited for content. Yeah. But it, you got to, see, you know. So, you know, the opportunity to see the sequel to The Jerk on TV on a school night, you know. So Maria's like, 
would you like to, I talked to my parents and you could stay until the wedding. And he goes, well, only if you have enough room. And the, the butler's like, oh, oh, sir, you slay me. Enough room, he says. Right. Oh, oh. So we find out that Marie, not Marie Osmond, Marie has hardly knows this, this uh, count, Count Marco. They're getting married because the father thought it was a good idea because she'd become a countess. She'd move to Italy. She'd live in a castle. That's pretty good. So she is meeting him like at this thing tonight, you know, but she was very happy to meet her pen pal. And of course, you can guess what's going to happen. So here we are. There's a running gag. It's like Navin like we'll make everything a sandwich that's he's making a club sandwich right now so right now they're they're kindling they're getting to know each other and it's working well and of course the count will be jealous of this yeah he's gonna he's gonna make her jealous to get an own pen his own pen pal aren't they kind of old for being pen pals yeah well it started in the sixth grade Gotcha. That's right. You mentioned that. I guess this movie is making. Look at that. That's a killer dag what he made. Now he that's knows the horse from Pen Pals, and the Count is trying to ride the horse, but the horse is coming straight over to Navin. Yeah, because animals love Navin. Right. <laughs> You're gonna hurt his feelings. <laughs> now watch him introduce himself. Okay. <laughs> I'm naive. I'm naive. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Count of uh, Bosnia and, you know, Transylvania and all these places. And he's a man of title. So he's invited to st come to dinner. And then I think he says something very funny. He goes, Oh, good. Thank God. He'll be at dinner tonight. <laughs> he says, try to say that. <laughs> and they pretend like, oh, it's not funny what he said. It is so funny. It is great. Yeah, you never have an opportunity in life to say that, too, so he must have relished it. <laughs> try to stay out of the punch ball. You know, Carl, I was at a party, and I, I was like a wallflower. I was kind of awkward, and I figured to break the ice, I would do the classic prank, turd uh -huh. in the punch bowl. And it was funny. It was it was funny until everyone died of cholera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That can put a damper on the night. So now he's jealous. Yeah. We find out he's sleeping with the maid. You know, we're being set up to not like him. Oh, thank God, because I was going to say, Naven's cutting into his action. Mm -hmm. Thank God. So he's the jerk too. 
<laughs> also. As well. Also. <laughs> now, what's really happening here is like a first date. Right. And it's. Isn't he friends to animals? Why is he fishing? Yeah. Thank you for catching me. Now, here's a joke. Naven's got something. It's a, it's what, a boot? That would be perfect, but they were being original. Oh, this is 19. Oh, <laughs> scuba diver. Chuck Chasso. So, where did uh, they get Chuck a fishing pole? Where did they get a two person bike? It's called a tandem. They did it in tandem. Yeah. Now, look what happens. Keep falling on my head. Wee. And unlike Mr. Accident, she doesn't mind at all. She thinks Naven's great. Oh my God! We didn't, you know, we had just recently aired that episode when we watched Mr. Accident. Yep. I really like that movie. I did too. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. He could have been a lot cruder, and he wasn't. Like he, he definitely has a grace to him that I like. You know, like he. And that there was, was no like. Was too bad he went away. Yeah, bring back Yahoo Serious. Right, and we saw him. Oh, you didn't see him. I found him on the internet. He's like sixty-three, and he looks old, man. Oh, yeah. God, you know, I always feel like when you watch an old silent movie, that's usually them joking around in the park, and they probably just shot it like outside the studio in the park. And then when I see movies like this, I go, Jesus Christ, you know? Like, does it really matter where they are? They just do their antics, you know? Right. The scene is in the location. The scene is them doing a stunt, you know? Right, and he did his own like our stunt friend. there. He rolled out of that tree. I know. Well, thank God he was wearing suspenders or his stick might have fallen out of his pants. Yeah, I, if, if he has one. So now she has to go for the fitting of her wedding dress, and they're like, oh, I'll see you later. Oh, darn. And she's like, come darn. with us, Naven. And he goes, no, I really need to write home to my parents, you know, my family. They got to write home. Yeah. And it's more of the uh, he thinks he's making jokes when he's really just being dumb. Now, Mike. Now, it's funny. The butler. Yes. Finish your thought because I got something Carl. to show you. The butler looks like the butler from Training Places, 1983. Go ahead, Carl. Oh, yeah. That guy we saw yes. in uh, uh, School for Sex. Um, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah. Here is the weirdest thing ever, okay? All of a sudden, out of the blue, out of nowhere, I've never seen this in a movie ever, it becomes a musical. What about Magnolia when they sing one? Maybe you're right. I never saw it before. What about Meet Me in St. Louis? See, you should never read out loud in front of a homeless person. Right. They will just lean on your shoulder. So <laughs> he's saying, like, every time I'm around her, I get butterflies. I don't understand what's going on. There we go. All the blood rushing. You're not getting cords. Oh, so she's trying to sing. Yeah, and look, 
the cop is dancing. Hot cop. It's turned into Allentown, the music video by Billy Joel. Oh, there's the aerobics mom. Right. Look, it's a musical now. They ran out of shit to do. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Uh, this film is long. Uh, you know, we're at uh, the 52nd minute of an hour and a half. I, I don't think they ran out of stuff. Well, I mean, they have to fill out the minutes. Did you, have you seen Birds of Prey yet? I guess no. It's available on one, two, three, movie free, dot free. Mike, we I'm don't sure you like pirate it. Ch channel birds of prey. You recommend I see that? Nah, yeah, there's no rush to see it. It's okay, it's I'll good and it's it. bad. It's 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 empty nihilism selling a product. You know what I mean? Like if, if you go to Hot Topics and they're like, there's an aisle of like, fuck you, t-shirts for sale. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Okay. It's this. It's fan service for people who love watching Warner Brother cartoons and reading Warner Brother uh, DC comics. And it's funny, but at one point, uh, uh, Harley Quinn is getting the shit kicked out of her, and she detaches herself, and she starts fantasizing she's Marilyn Monroe in Gentleman's Preferred Blonde. Uh-huh. And there's, like, no reason. So there's, like, she fantasizes a musical number. Like, oh, you know, yeah, and they uh, were out of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this music is going on. Now, I know that she's got to be some old Broadway person, but I... All of them are. Yeah. He really did that stumble. Yeah. He rolled down a hill and went into a car. Right. This is clearly him. It's not a stunt person. Yeah. Commercial. The camera was on the... We'll be back. We're ABC Movie of the Week returns with the jerk too. Yep. NBC, Universal Television Productions. The production company was called 40 Share Productions. You know what they were shooting for. Yeah, 40 Share. Yeah. Did they get it? Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. So now he's well, impressing was... them with card tricks. Oh, as one does. NBC was king of comedy back in the 80s, right? You had your Punky, you had your Punky Brewster, you had your uh, right. Cheers, your, your Cosby, your Thursday Night Lineup, your Cheers, your Hill Street Blues, hysterical shows. Must see. Knight Rider. You said all these no, that was the 90s. including Hill Street Blues. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on uh, TV as well. Nothing like uh, kicking back and watching a full season of Hill Street Blues. Right. Tell you. you couldn't you couldn't uh, binge watch back then, and that's a good thing. Oh, those shows are long. An hour of Hill Street Blues, like just fifteen different things that happen. You know, it takes okay. forever. Count, the count will be humiliated here. He's making an egg disappear. Yeah. And and he has to say something embarrassing. He goes, ahem. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. The egg's in his pocket. Embarrassing! 
Oh, no. That's my phony military uniform. You're right. Props gave it to me before I got on stage. Jumping a jimmy up at the chimney. You see, you would get arrested for defacing a military uniform like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Bosnia. Now that guy is from. Like. That guy is uh, from. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds in um, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, nice. He must have liked the fact that he was just sitting down and not in a truck. Yeah, it was a bit of a stretch for him. His name is Dudley. It's Pat McCormick. He was in Smokey and the Bandit. He was in Under the Rainbow. He was in History of the World Part 1. He was in a million TV shows. He's that. He's tall and he's comedic and he does a good job. Right. Yeah, no, he pulls it well. Can you please pass the jelly? Right. <laughs> stuff. And they're amazing. You know, he goes... My family, there were six of us, but uh, there's only five now. And the mother's like, I'm sorry. And he goes, what are you sorry for? That you lost someone. He goes, I'm oh, not I'm lost. Not. I'm just not with them now. And the butler cracks up. Oh, my God. That joke needs crib notes. I could, I didn't figure out, you know, I think I you explained that one. Bit of a stretch. So he's got, he's got a picture of his family. So he's innocently okay, here we sit around. Now Maria's I like, oh, he's look the how grown, how big Harold's gotten. So every person who uh, sees it is like shocked. Oh, including the, the Prince of Monaco. Yeah. I always knew that was a racist. Watch this area. reaction. Watch this reaction. <laughs> now watch what the oh, dad will do when he sees it. <laughs> Josh right. Ew, what is that, pate? So he is kicked out. But we don't right. ever get explained why. He's probably just sick of his shit. No. It was racism. And he's like, what about Marie? And the butler's like, I'll look after her for you, sir. You know, and he's defeated and walks off. And Marco's happy. That guy's gone. Yeah, thank God that pen pal's gone. Now I can marry my girl. Right. Yeah. But look at Marie. She's crying. And see what the director does with the rain? Right, so you can see her from the window, so it looks like you can see the tears. All right, hey, look, it is Jeannie. Check it out. Check out Jeannie. Hey, look, it is Jeannie dancing to a bunch of hobos. That's so they're doing the hobo style. Where they got an open cookout in the, in the suite. That's right. He's at the presidential suite, just like he said. Yeah. And this look, guy's not having it. having a hobo meal. Right? Hot yeah, that sounds funny. They got the star now. Right. In the hotel room, yeah, they got man. an open flame. Well, it's sterno, man. It has flavor to the hot dogs. You can really taste it. Hey, look. 
I am Genie. Check it out. I am Genie. And I'm dancing. Now that I struck out. Even, but Naven's all bummed out. Yeah. Wow, he got caught in the rain. That guy has a chest, man. You can see his, his pecs popping out of that wet shirt of his. Yeah. The jerk is built. Is ripped. I love that guy, man. It's, he's not just my favorite Martian, you know? He was a good comedian. Oh, no, he's not more than that. That movie we saw him in, it was going to be, uh, what's his name, who plays against uh, Walter Matthau all the time. Jack Lemon was going to be the star. Oh, I'm kissing stupid. Three stars they went through before they finally, uh, you know, arrived at Ray, and he did a good job. He did a great job. He, he was a little too believable. That's the problem about that movie. It's a little too skeevy. Yeah. Because he, he, he offers his wife to sleep with uh, Dino, Tony. right? No, what was it Tony? Uh, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. He played a, he played a lounge singer named Dino. And Dino was driving from Las Vegas to L.A. And he passes Ray Winstone's town. Ray is a songwriter. So he says, listen, if you perform my song, I'll let you sleep with a prostitute. And he's like, honey, pretend you're a prostitute and sleep with Dino. Trust you know, me. The other, no, I'll let you sleep with my wife. And so he goes to a prostitute and says, pretend you're my wife. Ah, uh, well, my movie version's better. It yeah, is. right. So the prostitute, she's Kim Novak. Wait, is Kim Novak the wife or the prostitute? I forget. Kim Novak was the wife who's re the real-life wife of... Um, Jack Lemmon, and I really liked the prostitute lady because her her Jersey accent, as you remember. Yeah, that's right. Listen, I saw that movie. They showed it at the Roxy in the nineties. It was very rare to back then. It wasn't on YouTube. You had to actually see it at a revival house. Right. And I was with a friend of mine, and Kim Novak walks by, and my friend goes, "Man, you could bounce a quarter off that ass." <laughs> That's all. <laughs> right? Was she? She could hurt here. Well, no. She was talking about. Kim, he was talking about Kim Novak on the screen. Oh, okay. like from the, from the next version. I was like, yeah. Oh shit. So they're like, let's oh, Naven basically by letting him sleep with the belly dancer, and so the belly dancer makes their moves, and he goes, I can't sleep with you. I love Marie. And so the belly dancer says, well, if you love Marie, you got to climb the tallest mountain. you got to swim the deepest ocean. Go get her. So that's what he's doing. He's he's off to get his girl, and uh, Ray will assist him. So he's not going to make a billion dollars with a little thing you put on your glasses that makes everyone go cross-eyed? The win here is, marrying, is falling in love with Marie, is, is getting Marie to not get married. He's a prince, dude. Give it up. It really isn't the jerk. I mean, it's it's a boy who leaves his home to seek his fortune. That's as much of the jerk as as we get. The first one. Yeah, the first jerk started that way, but did not. I mean, he had no special abilities. His dog was named Shithead. You know, he didn't 
he wasn't a great card player, uh, you know. Well, you know what's funny is like, uh, yeah, we were talking about when they show theatrically released movies on network television back in the day. They would say that it's been edited for content, right? And they, when they showed the jerk on on network TV, which I believe was the first time I saw it, I do remember the Shin Shinola bit wasn't there, oh. and that the guy goes, "Don't call that dog hero, call him stupid." Right. Oh, okay, stupid. I remember seeing the jerk so on TV. Called... I remember that. Yeah, so the dog was called stupid, and for the longest time, I thought that was it. So. It's one of those things when you see it kind of for television, if you still do, uh, and then when you see the actual movie, you're like, whoa, they said shithead. Yeah. So Do the Right Thing was on TV. Instead of Motherfucker, they kept saying Mickey Ficky. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's the same impact. They could just, like, uh, mute the words, right? They don't, you know. Right. Much smarter. And that way you know what they're meant to say, and it's just not aired. Well, it's that whole, like, airplane version. Remember that? Like, movies had to have an airplane version so they could show the movie on the airplane. Oh, Because yes. back then, you didn't have a screen in front of you. You had one screen that they, you know, they put that descend, and right. you pay money for a headphone to watch the jerk. And to make sure that everyone in the airplane doesn't get offended, they had to edit out all the the dirt and raunchiness. Oh wow, it really looks like she's doing exercise. Right, and it's because the that dad's is... at the door. Ah. Uh. I gotta go. What other Steve Martin movies would make good TV movies? Uh, okay, so TV sucks, so I gotta say like that, what is it, House of Twelve, you know, when he's got like 12 kids? <laughs> you know, we, we've featured that on the film, uh, on the show, because Cheaper by the Dozen, yeah. which was a shitty movie from the 60s and a book from the 60s, and his version, oh, I think even before that, but that came out on Christmas Day. Cheaper by the Dozen and Cheaper by the Dozen 2 came out on Christmas Day the following year oh interesting a double loser interesting we can't wait to write that Goldie Hawn um, and it was all full of lies but uh, no that wouldn't have been a good TV show I don't know this wouldn't have been a good TV show either I'm glad it didn't get made yeah, me too. Well, he did Father of the Bride. Like, he he was in a lot of remakes of movies that were popular back in the day, and they were pieces of shit. Yeah, and, and I then he did the Pink say Panther. That, um, that um, the Pink Panther was a horrible choice for him. Um, the thing yeah. is that we know, we know Steve Martin too well to have suspended disbelief and believe that he was – they really needed an unknown for that. Let me just say that um, sometimes things aren't broken, so you shouldn't fix them. I I don't think they should have ever made a remake of uh, Pink Panther. I think that, you know, Peter Sellers nailed it. It wasn't the movie. Right. It was Peter Sellers. So, you know, I'm the biggest well, the history- fan, but that movie was not for him. The Pink Panther was originally like a David Niven film, and they put in Peter Sellers as his comic relief, and it, and it blew up. 
so they said we're going to make a sequel. So others said, "Fuck you, no." So Alan Arkin played Professor Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. In the movie Inspector Clouseau. Suggestion. And then a shot in the dark was, you know, the, especially the second Pierce Sellers movie. But you know, it was just a different movie, and they threw in Clouseau as a star. Right. And it clicked, and then they started doing like Strikes Back and Revenge. But when he passed away, I mentioned this on the movie. They did two follow-up uh, uh, Pink Panther movies where they just used Possum as, you know, they they had outtakes and they they uh, yeah. repurposed it into two movies. Yeah. And they had an unknown Ted Ted Wass from the TV show Soap played like uh, a different bumbling inspector. Right. And it wasn't that great, you know. Oh, no, it was. Hard. But then Blake Edwards, the Blake Edwards' last movie was Son of the Pink Panther, where they kept it in canon, saying that he that. Clouseau had an illegitimate ch- uh, son who is now a uh, Italian, uh, bumbling Italian inspector, and he's Roberto Bellini. And that's how they uh, continued the series. Like, he still kept it grounded. And at the end of Son, it's revealed that Clouseau had a daughter who's also uh, clumsy. And that's how the film ends. Yeah. And then with, with Steve Martin, they said, fuck it, let's just reboot it. There's no, we don't need to follow any trails, you know. No, we we'll just do. We it. don't have to do it again. And you see a lot of movies like that. I mean, sequels in the '80s were like, oh, in Halloween Five, Michael Pleasance meets this person, and Freddy, you know, Nightmare for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five, this with their Dream Warriors this time. And now movies are like, fuck it, you know the premise. Here it is again. Yeah. Again, you know this. <laughs> Just reboot. Just I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I guess they did that on here. Now, you said Halloween 5, right? Uh, the star we're seeing yeah. right here, Stacey Nelkin, who is Marie Van Buren, she was in Halloween 3, yeah. Season of the Witch. Oh, that's that weird one. That's the one where it was like a, just a standalone horror story. Uh-huh. Check this out. She yeah, was scheduled to be in... Blade Runner, she was cast as Mary, who is one of the six Nexus Six replicants from Offworld and comes to Earth, but the budget yeah. constraints cut all of those guys from the film, and we just started, we ended up seeing Daryl Hannah and the other two guys. Um, Rucker Howard and Ruck. Batty and uh, some other shit. Yeah. So, but the only thing good about her, she was in Up the Academy. Which I saw in the theater with Boris Koba and his mom. Mad Magazine's trying to be National Lampoon. Yeah. That is directed by Robert Downey Sr. Right. It's it's not on YouTube. Yes. So uh, we have a friend, Boris Koba, and if he's listening, hi, Boris. It's been a while. I'm sorry I brought up your full name on this show. But his mom, like, took us to see this. We were 12 years old, huge Mad Magazine fans, and that movie was bad. Yep. And there was one scene, it was a military school, so the military sergeant, what have you, was going, they were going to have a dance, and he can't wait to get laid, and he's there, he's getting dressed, and they have a bulldog there, too. And the guy getting ready, he takes out a condom, and he puts it in his wallet, and he looks at the dog, and the dog looks at him, and he gives the dog a condom uh, wrap, condom and the dog starts chewing it right like and i remember boris's mom's just went oh. <laughs> what have you i know? done as a parent yeah <laughs> i still remember that sigh like oh 
So yeah, he, we all felt it. The Colba's family fortune came from that cheese. Colba cheese? Years and years, it was great, great grandpappy Colba. Made sweet. <laughs> okay, so hey, David got... has been kidnapped, right? He is missing. And so now he's enlisted, Ray has enlisted all the hobos to go and find him. But Ugly Joe, who says, what's in it for me? And he goes, you're not a hobo, you're a bum. He's giving him an inspirational talk right now. It's really bad. What's up, the music? Uh -huh. Oh, come on, Carl. This is torturous. I know. It's so bad. I mean, not even Damon <laughs> is here to, like, at least be stupid for us. So we're basically having well, a whole setup that they're going to have to go find Naven and get him to the wedding in time uh, to stop Marie from getting married. Now, never mind sure, that they could just money. not get married. Right. I didn't realize this meeting was being held at the Donation Army. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's right. Um, so, this Marie, she was Stacy Nelkin. She was in Chips, A-Team, Eight is Enough, uh, Hunter. She had a role in Bullets Over Broadway, the Woody Allen film. Um, yeah. But she is best known for something I don't even know. Bonnie Sue Chisholm in four episodes of the CBS Western miniseries, The Chisholms. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan. I used to chisholm all over myself. Oh, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> is that chisholm? I hope that's not chisholm. That's what I would say. My parents, when I, they turn on and see me watching TV. Yeah, they got a black light. Is that chisholm? <laughs> that chisholm on the TV? Yeah, it's a miniseries. Oh, that reminds me of one of my stand-up jokes I purposely did not do in San Francisco. Because you guys okay. are so sensitive. Okay, you know, you've heard of this, uh, like, gender fluid thing. I mean, like, what's the confusion, right? You show me the fluid, I'll tell you the gender. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I you think... did that. Oh, yeah. Nathan's the open mic at Native's bar would just go fucking ape shit. There was a bunch of jokes yeah, I did that, not tell in San Francisco on purpose because they were just too edgy for you guys. For example, that one, that one, gender fluid joke. There was others. Uh, um, gosh, it's you not. I'll tell you the San Francisco. I'll tell you the jokes that you did do in San Francisco. Oh, I love Asbury. Man, do I hate it. No, wait. I, I like love San Francisco. No, wait. Yeah, but. Oh, I hate Asbury. I don't think I did that joke well, this time around, right? It was March, just before the COVID stuff. It was like the week, the first week of March. It, was, yeah. it scared the shit out of me the whole week. Yeah, yeah. Because. I got you, you hosted an open mic in, in San Francisco, and you were like high-fiving, shaking hands, hugging, yeah. you know. <laughs> it was early. We didn't know. 
We didn't know. We knew. But it, it was right before the shit went down. You came and you left, and then the city went officially into lockdown. Yeah. It's a good thing I left when I did, Mike, because I would have been out there, you know, and I would have yeah. been, you know, staying at a hotel, a divey junkie hotel. I don't know. I'm just glad I got home and I was quarantined here in the mansion. Yeah. Yeah, in the state that has the second worst uh, COVID cases in the city, in the country. Well, at least back then, at least the town had 51 cases, okay? So... And we had no deaths, okay? My friend uh, Jeff lives in Garfield, and they had like 300 and some, I mean, they, he personally knows people. I know them too who died from it. Um, Jersey is a hotbed, but where I live, we're in a forest, a little rural here. Um, yeah. But the thing is, if I was out in San Francisco, I'm not knocking San Francisco. I'm talking about my life situation. I would have been at that rinky-dink hotel. It was a motel, you know, and that was on, yeah. and I would have had to stay inside that little box. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm just glad when I got you, home. When you flew back, what was it like at the airplane? Did they Were they kind of cognizant? Like it was a like panic mode or was no not like, at all but... mike like when we were out there you were telling people they should shut down uh, it it what it hadn't yeah. hit yet it wasn't i mean in your mind mike spiegelman it was a pandemic yeah. carl you just touched your face yeah. but the rest of the world was not where you were at <laughs> yet we had about a week to go uh when i flew I the airplane there were no masks no precautions Listen, let our audience know that you uh, touched your fingers to your mouth, right? <laughs> Clean that the little space, and then touch my phone. <laughs> yeah. All and I freaked out. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Understandable. I, I covered – yeah. Okay, we're missing right now, this movie. You, you, we're missing this movie. Okay, so I know. he has been kidnapped, as you can see, and he's just learned the bad news – that um, uh, the Count has run out of money, and he's marrying Marie Van Buren for her money, okay? So now he's calling Marie with the pencil. <laughs> Ray is outside pretending that there's they're an ice cream truck. Oh, that's, that's Ray in the clown outfit? Oh, wow. This is definitely a landline. So now Marie's it's dilemma bad. is if I stop the wedding, they might do something like kill Maven. So she's going All to right. get through with it. Wham, wham, wham. Boy, talk about buyer's regret. Three years of the marriage, you'd be like, why? I, whatever happened to Maven? Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Sorry, I'm sorry, Carl. How many times have you seen this movie? Because you know what I'm going to say. This is my fifth time. I can't sit through this movie. It's yeah. killing me. It's killing, it's killing me. me. Now we're revealing to, um, you know, we're revealing that it's Ray and they're getting in a net. He goes, well, what ice cream do you have? He goes, we got two dopes in a net. 
two dopes in a net. What's that? <laughs> it throws it off. <laughs> two dopes in a net. Hey, quit clowning around. Boy, he must miss Smokey and the Bandit, right? Being in that net. So, Smokey and the Bandit, you know, remember when there was like Big Enus and Little Enus, and it was like, uh. Right, he's Big Enus. Uh, he is Big Enus, because I'm saying they're doing the same thing. They're, they paired him off with a little guy. That's right. Now, when I first saw that guy, I was like, I know that guy, and I thought he was that guy from the James Bond movies with. Remember, there's the big guy and the little guy, and they would go around making funny jokes. But anyway, I, research found out that he was Smokey and the Bandit. He was yeah. Big Enos. So now right, they've well, cool. rescued Naven, and they're off to the wedding. They're going to do it. Oh, uh, my Applebee's delivery is coming in five minutes, Carl. Oh, okay. Uh, there's only uh, 11 minutes left in this film. Let's see if you can make it. All right. You want to pause? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, you can go. T when is your delivery coming? You don't know. They got to ring the doorbell, right? Well, th there should be a note saying it's coming, but... Uh... Uh, according to my phone map, isn't this cool? It's on my street. Ah, gotcha. Not, not there yet. Well, for the yeah. continuity of the movie, we really can't stop. So I understand if you. Uh... Okay. We 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 prepared for this. We knew I ordered Sonic Drive-In to deliver to my house. You said Applebee's. Right, now look how freaked out Marie oh. is. She does not want to marry this guy. Ugh, the dress is a mess. That's that dress. Say yes to the dress. She did. Ah, uh, gonna get married. Now, uh. I thought it was funny that one of the editors was named Jack Gleason. Because of Jackie Gleason? Oh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, because I know Jackie Gleason did not edit this movie. That's not the best producer's name. Remember uh, One Day at a Time from the 80s, the 80s version? Sure. There was a producer named Bud Weiser. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. probably for some reason, I just... Dogs. Yeah, right. Well, he was really obnoxious. He would always walk in saying, what's up, bud? Oh, bud. the hilarity bud. is ensuing. Listen, I'm with you. I'm done with this film, too. I mean, it's just not a good job uh, at all. And uh, it's not believable. Can we end it? Dumbness. No, we should <laughs> not end it. We can't do that to our audience. So this we can't guy, do that to our This guy named oh, Steinberg. Uh, produced this and oh okay here's a not funny gag uh, the count is insisting that she she play here comes the bride super fast Done. oh right yeah they want to get get it over with get her down the aisle oh, what if I'm, I'm gonna take my phone outside okay all right as you know I'm here at Mutiny Radio Studios 
Right. Okay, I'm going to walk downstairs. Now, ugly uh, Eddie has decided he's not going to be a bum. He's going to be a hobo. So he's helping by uh, uh, getting his father's van, the Trojan Bakery. And they'll, they'll pretend that they're catering for the wedding. Ah, but they're actually hobos. They're actually bringing Naven to break up the wedding. Did we drop that idea with the cards? I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. So now the father is walking Marie down the aisle, and he's like, cheer up, Marie. And I don't understand why Marie doesn't say, Daddy, they're holding Naven hostage, right? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't the father not want his family-in-law to be uh, holding people hostage so they can get married? Well, I mean, the father is all for this because it's going to, you know, she's going to marry into royalty. It's very good. It's very prestigious for him. Uh, but, yeah, I think right. you're right. If he knew that the guy was a crook. Yeah. If my father-in-law said, hey, you know what's funny about the wedding is that we had to abduct your girlfriend, your, your true love, so you would marry our, our daughter. Like, oh, yeah, that was hysterical. So now they have to get past the guard, convincing them that they're caterers for the wedding, and they're saying everything wrong, and the joke is the guard goes, okay. He goes, you're a couple of comedians. Uh. And you know, the guard just lets him in. Thank God. Well, you know what? The guard probably realized the movie was ending. Right. And so let's just speed this shit up. But the thing is, the butler comes and vouches for them. And that's what... Uh, here we have the joke of the wedding march is so fast. <laughs> Give me your daughter. All right, Carl. Bye. Mute out if you want. Uh, okay, so now the butler comes and vouches for them, and he knows Naven's going to wreck up this wedding. So he's secretly on their side and takes Naven with him to lead him straight to Marie right away. Nice. Yeah, ERB, Carl. Now, a guy named Ziggy Steinberg uh, wrote this thing and produced it. And when he was in college, he wrote stand-up material for David Steinberg, uh, who's not a relation, George Carlin, Carlin and Debbie Reynolds. So he did a lot of stand-up writing. Uh, his first television script was a Mary Tyler Moore e uh, episode. He went on to write for Bob Newhart. Uh, and he wrote this. He... Not only did he write this sequel, but he wrote a sequel called Porky's Revenge. Um, and he wrote and directed, he actually directed The Boss's Wife uh, for TriStar Pictures. Another thing interesting about this Ziggy Steinberg is he wrote and produced Another You, which was the last time Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor co-starred together in a motion picture. It was Pryor's final Starring role. Was so that the one where like uh, came from a distance? Yeah. If you remember, um, Big Enos 
like crashed his car into a chicken coop and got feathers all over him. And as a joke, we just saw an audience of this wedding with a bunch of feathers all stuck to him. It was pretty funny. Oh, so many memories. Did the photographer get it? What? Did the wedding photographer get it? Oh, the picture? Yeah. Now they're doing the do, you, do you take this one? And the joke is his name is so long. And he goes, just call me Marco. Ah. Uh. So at the very last second, of course, Naven will show. Marie's about to say, I do. Here comes Naven on the horse. That's the same horse, right? That is the same exact horse. And, um, you know, a la the graduate, he's breaking up the wedding. And nobody's happy. The mother's fainting for the sixth time in this film. And watch <laughs> will trip will uh, leap over mom. <laughs> Good leap. Oh, there's a wedding cake. Let's see what happens. If there's a wedding cake in a movie, someone will fall into it. That was like a blatant trip too. I would fire that butler. Now we have more hilarity. Oh, it's a Trojan horse. They Trojan bakery. Pies. Oh, it is a comedy. A la Bugsy Malone, they're attacking with pies. Wow, another good movie we did. Oh, I should tell you, Carl, one of my favorite things, if you go to Twitter and you, you're reading Scott Bayo's Twitter feed, right? Uh, his body, he lists all all his movie uh, is famous roles, and the first one is Bugsy Malone. Yeah, because that's so it's like Bugsy Malone. Yeah, yeah, but he looks like chronological. He's like, I was first Bugsy, then I was Chachi, and then I was Charles. It's pretty funny. So, oh, uh, the Butler said yeah, three. Right, and Maven is like, "Where's the steering wheel?" And Butler thinks he's making a joke again. <laughs> the worst wedding. Ah, I could hawk that. Yeah, that's right. That and is the key of it. Hawking jewelry. A kiss. See, now oh, they reference his special purpose, you know, it's just not the jerk. In any way, yeah. shape, or form. Well, the jerk had no idea what sex was, right? He was all freaking I... out on that. But he got kissed. Produced by Ziggy Steinberg. Thanks, Zig. What a name. Thanks, Ziggy. Yeah, Ziggy and, Ro and Rocco wrote this. And here we have the great credits of a television show. Right. Cut scene and let it roll. Not even well, cut stills from the film. Yeah. Well, this is the part where you go, I remember that scene of the dogs. Yeah. Next up, your local news, followed by Jay, uh, Johnny Carson. Stay tuned. Tonight, Johnny welcomes Ray Winstone. 
for a postmortem. I'm the jerk too. Carl, what do you think of the jerk jerk too? Horrible, horrible film. Awful, terrible. Yeah, you know what? That's the way I remembered it uh, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I me 30 years ago, I guess. No, whatever. Years ago. Well, yeah, there it is. That is a piece of pop culture curio, but uh, flawed, uh, just service, right? Yes. Just garbage. They made a sequel. And YouTube yeah. has it. So God bless you, YouTube. Uh, and that's the jerk, too. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the show and watching the movie with us. We will be back next week. Every Sunday is our show. Uh, next week, Carl, I don't think I have a trailer prepared, but we're going to watch 1946's A Night in Casablanca with the three Marx Brothers. Wonderful. We're watching. We're going to riff a Marx Brothers movie. How fucking wrong is that? Yeah, that is. That doesn't even make just sense. let it play. <laughs> Like it's, they're kind of older and slower in this movie, and it's, they don't really have much to do, but it's cool. It's a curious, you know, people don't forget they made this movie. Yeah, everyone knows all their movies, even like the hotel one, but everyone keeps forgetting they made this one. Yeah. So we'll be checking out A Night in Casablanca. Uh, Carl, where can people find you? Uh, they can go to carlsucks.com. That's all I've got to offer right now in this COVID nightmare. Yeah, everyone, be safe. And uh, check out uh, mutinyradio.fm where we broadcast, uh, has been doing an underground live comedy show, which they perform outside in the street, and it airs live. So you can listen to it uh, on Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's, that's all I got to really promote. I, I got some things going, but nothing really, nothing really to stand out. Same in my movie, The Thieves Code, available on Vimeo On Demand. And... Probably the best two minutes of a movie you'll ever see, my scene. And you've got an article online that's current. About me, Mike Spiegelman? Uh, you wrote it. You were the author of an article online. Oh, tell me about it because I, I, I can't place it. <laughs> oh, darn. I'm not a good friend if I don't remember it. <laughs> no, I don't remember it. Well, you wrote, oh, whatever. So guys, you, you wrote can, an article. You wrote an article. You promoted it twice before on I, the show. I know. And you know one of the reasons why I'm, I'm hedging my bets? It still hasn't been published yet. So uh, when it when it gets published, I will mention the website. Oh, okay. Until then, do not go to, to SavageHenryMagazine.com. Humboldt County's finest movie magazine. And where I've been contributing to their pub, printed publication for years. There will be a virtual issue available. Uh, so keep check, keep refreshing it. Do what I do. Here keep refreshing that page. Savage Henry. Oh. Yes, say Savage Henry magazine. But they call it Savage Henry Independent Times or S H I T. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Well, uh, that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. That's been fantastic. Uh, go to Venmo, contribute money to At Muni Radio. Keep the station going. Uh, subscribe to our station. Keep safe. Keep sane. Uh, Carl, I'm looking forward to next week's movie with you. Yeah, yeah, it's one. We, I'm gonna mark it down. Mark, I'm gonna make my marks. I'm gonna. Okay, I'll think of jokes. Looking forward. Yeah, hey, you know what? We're just gonna play the movie. I don't think we're gonna do any jokes. Uh, all right, well that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Carl. We'll see. You. Let's watch a full length 
German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French, duh, not the. Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. L-M-O-Y-T. What a bunch of letters. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our acronym, and you can find our podcast with that. You can find our Twitter feed with that acronym. You can find us on our YouTube channel, which is terrific. And, uh, oh, I don't know. We're on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We uh, stream our show first on mutinyradio.fm, which is uh, on the internet, internet radio. Yeah. And you can hear us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We want to make a day of it. Why don't you listen to the show before us at noon? It's called The Edge of Insanity. It's hosted by Paul Brumbaugh. And Carl, what's the movie today? What are we watching? We are going to watch The Taking of the Pelham 1, 2, 3. But... 1998, okay? Yes. Not 1974, what? not the current one. Wait, wait, wait. The Taking of what? the Pelham 1, 2, 3, 1998. So the one with Denzel, it was not the first remake? It was the second remake of this movie? Yeah. It was one in 1990. That's right, exactly. Now, you want to... Oh, a... Pelham is P-E-L-H-A-M. And you want to write out the letters, one, two, three, in the English words, and then put in 1998 okay. so you get the right one, because there's choices. And we yeah, like real one. channel Gregorian Barada, B-U-R-A-D-A, Gregorian Barada. All right, sounds good. So we want you to watch this movie and listen to our podcast at the same time to truly experience us. Uh, and we also, we have no sponsors today, but we want you to make a donation to Mutiny Radio for being the best. And yeah. we give it up, of course, to 
Bam Benjamin, the station Bam manager Tenjimin. from Benjamin. For making everything happen. So why don't you go to Venmo and donate some money to at Mutiny Radio. And then that's the only And also we want you to subscribe to The Edge of Insanity because not only is uh, Paul Brumbaugh the uh, show, host the show before us, he's also going to do the countdown for us today to count down us hitting go. We want you to hit the link for the Taking a Pen Pell Ham 123 XBID MP3. Uh, hit pause, move the slider to 000. And when Paul says go, we want you to hit the play button with us. Uh, of course, uh, Paul's not here right now, so we do have the next best thing, the Paul Brumbot. Uh, <laughs> Carl, if you may. Yes, here comes the Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumba? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. I love how uh, fake movies, uh, when you watch them on TV, they'll say this film has been edited for content and for time restriction. Yeah. As if you're a real movie. Right. Right? It was this written. It was made TV. for TV. Yeah. Yeah, so what's up with that? Uh-oh. Too soon, Carl. Oh, no, that's not the World Trade Center. There it is. Oh, no, there's the World right. Trade Center. Over the bridge. We saw it. Yeah, 1998, and you start off in the New York skyline. You know what's going to go next. That's right. There was the, the uh, 96 bombing had happened. Right. Well, this is the subway system. This is the famous 1974 Walter Matthau movie about – I never really understood it, Carl. A bunch of criminals decide to hold up a subway? Yeah, they uh, – the Pelham line. It's uh, one, the Pelham – it's the one train, the two train, or the express, the three. Oh, Wow, gosh, they are really ambitious. They're taking all the trains. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow, they sound like my commute. Huh? I gotta take the Pelham one, and then two, and then three. By the way, this font is courtesy of Blender Magazine, 1997. Look at that. That's 90s font. Yeah, it is 90s font. It really is. Yeah, I guess who? And Lorraine Bracco. Yep, that's right. We call it oh, so she's the soprano therapist. Yes, yeah, this is clearly uh, pre-Sopranos, and uh, it is also, uh, I think it's pre-Goodfellows. It must be. No, no. 90, you were talking about 1998, so Goodfellows is in the 91. Yeah, 90 or 91. Best known for her performance is Karen Freeman Hill in the 1990 Martin Scorsese film Goodfellows. So, yeah, this is okay. long after that, but way before Sopranos. This has a, oh, God, what was that movie with the, the bicycle movie where Michael Shannon's the bad guy and it's, uh, uh, shit, the kid from Third Rock from the Sun, and he's like a quick, he's like a superstar bike messenger at the save the day. I... Ah, you know what? It'll come to me. <laughs> okay, now, the it's first not... thing we saw see is one of the criminals 
and the very first thing he does is sneeze. That's important to the to, oh. to the plot. Well, if I can spoil this movie, I've seen the original. That's the way Walter Matthau recognized the villain, because the villain sneezes on the phone, and then he talks to him at the end of the movie, and he has the same cadence sneeze. Right. Now, when he sneezes in the 1974 one, the the main bad guy looks at him like, you know, you idiot, right? And right. so yeah. Mr. Matthau's character notices Hey, listen, did you hear that? Yeah. But that doesn't really happen in this one. Huh. I found that charming.